Hello and welcome to Text Binds. I'm your host, Melissa Gurney Green, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Colin Gallagher. Woohoo! And Scott Delandy. Hey, hello everybody. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Doing okay, doing okay. It's been a bit of a hectic weekend. I didn't really get much one, but I'm super excited to be here and I got my second and third win for the day. So that's not true. You got actually a lot done this weekend. So the weekend is probably the highlight. We'll get to that. Um, but it's a weird week because it's kind of a it's kind of a short week. So I know, at least from for myself, things are like kind of bumpy. There's like you know some things that are going on, and then there's a couple of days where it's just everything's going radio silent. So it's a it's a it's an interesting week, which is good. Always good to be interesting. What is the silence you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm starting to feel like the world has one speed, and it's really really fast. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm finding that people are actually taking this week off. Like I was trying to schedule some stuff, and people are actually taking some days off this week. So yeah. Yeah. And Melissa, you have you caught up on your sleep yet? Nah, uh, almost. Oh. Just in time to lose it again. <laughs> so we've got we've got. That's how mini- I feel about my sanity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's the same. Surprisingly, so we've got a mini conference this week, um, Thursday and Friday in Japan because they do not have a holiday. So we're doing um, Hashi Talks Japan in, in Japanese. It's going to be uh, a couple of days, a couple of hours a day of content. should be pretty interesting. But uh, right off of our, our big conference last week to a little mini conference this week. And then I think two weeks out is our next show. <laughs> so... <laughs> it should wow. be fun. So is it is it just I'm just curious about this is it is the um, the conference going to be spoken in the local language or is there going to be a translator how do you how do you pull something like that off I'm sure you probably this has been in community the sourced for... local language so uh-huh. um, so the community is mostly speaking and okay. um, in Japanese we've got um, a couple of people that are employees that speak Japanese that will either be speaking or supporting the event with um, with copy basically we wrote all copy in english right <laughs> but uh so but yeah. you mean to, you mean to say in all your free time you weren't able to learn japanese that's that's i have the... not learned japanese yet i prioritize chinese actually well ah, mandarin i should say ah, okay <laughs> i prioritize Sorry. mandarin so i'm trying to learn mandarin <laughs> actually i'm going the other route and it's based on advice that my father told me probably 30 years ago um he said he said the you should learn Japanese over Chinese because the Chinese will learn English and, oh. the Jap- and the Japanese will refuse to speak English even if they do sp- they do speak it, which has sort of been my experience. So it's like France. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> lovely, lovely. And, and yeah, and, and it's, it's good that you're doing, you know, local source language because I hate when I do stuff in Japanese and you have to pause for the translation because it cuts your presentation time down in half. You know, yeah, it's just it's just I'd much rather do the simultaneous translation, which they don't do over there generally. And yeah, so getting local language is really good. Cool. Yeah, cool. I, I actually I didn't mind. I don't mind using the translators because I actually kind of helps me because then while I after I say something and they're translating, I can figure out, OK, what's the next thing I want to say? Right. So to me, it, it always helps kind of tighten things up because it, there's less sort of rambling and and. Um, you know, trying to pontificate too deeply on a particular point, which you know me, I would never do, right? <laughs> no, never, never, never. Well, let's get to the wine, shall we? Um, Please, I think it's. I think the... we've all already gotten to the wine based on how yeah. this one's starting. So, like... 
the assignment before it's, before it's gone. <laughs> the assignment was one percent wines, and I know Colin's going to have an amazing one. But I hear Scott is cheating this week, so we've got no, to hear let, Scott's because I think story. I think Colin should go first because, <laughs> quite honestly, I'm still a little unclear about what a one percent wine is, and I. And I still don't know that I have it right. I've, I, there's a couple of different things that it could be, and I'm pretty sure I didn't guess the right one. So we'll let Colin go because he's the Scott, expert. It's, it's oh, however Scott. you choose to define it. It's however See, you choose to that define was exa- it. That's, that's one, my story. 1% yeah. ranking based yes. on however you find that. So if you find it in an app as rated in top mm-hmm. 1%, that counts. Like it, It's wherever you find it. It has to be rated somewhere as, as being in the top 1%. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be okay. even in a category, but okay. that, that was yeah. the guideline. Okay. All right. And you're not the host, so you don't get to defer to Colin. <laughs> so, so I have oh. to... No, let... Uh, do you want me to go first? So I go was first. Unclear. Go first. So I was unclear, and I looked it up, and there were a couple of things, and I thought it was basically the scoring. I said, okay, so it has to be something in the 99 percentile. Um, and, I, and I searched high and low. None such exists, and I'm like, okay. So... Maybe that's not it. And then I looked, and then one of the other answers I got it was that it was based on alcohol content. So depending on how high the alcohol content was, that would put you in the one percent. And so there were like three or four different things that I didn't know what it was. Um, but I figured, okay, so if I'm going to drink something and I know it's going to be on the higher end, I'm just going to get something that I know I like. And I'll just explain that as far as the wines that I have, this is the 1% of what I would drink most of the time. So I went with, I know everybody's favorite. I went with the Duckhorn. I know kind of lame. It's, you know, sort of safe, um, really good, but it's always been my absolute um, favorite wine to go to, uh, the Cab. And this is a 2016. So it's a Napa Valley Cab. Um, it is, um, it has a lot of, um, um, cherry and raspberry in it. Um, and the thing that I like about it is it just has this very buttery texture, just like I just, for some reason, it's just the, the texture of it is it's very silky, very, it feels like butter to me and it's, it's a sweet wine and it's, um, it's really good. And, um, definitely one of the ones that, you know, if, if I'm out and I'm not paying, <laughs> And I'm, I'm asked to select the wine, depending on who the people that I'm with and, and how much you know they're going to be into this for. I will always defer to the uh, to the duck horn because I know everybody will say, "Ooh, this wine is really good," and I'll be like, "Well, of course it is. I'm an expert." Of course, I just picked something no, that was no. No, duck horn is a great choice. Um, I'm a club member and I imbibe them regularly. Um, I support that. Um, they have a great tasting room too. It's really really cool. Um, well, that used to be so from the research I did is they had a tasting room and that was the only way you could actually taste the wine. But they because they've gotten so big, they've expanded. So now they have another facility where you can just kind of come in and do, and do um, sampling and you know, tour. Yeah, the it's, it's huge. It's, it's, it looks like some grand cafe out in, in, in the in the upper Napa region. It's really it's really nice. Um, and then yeah. the, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting is when you go to the website, one of the first things that it says is it says, are you hosting a Zoom meeting? Okay, well, what's this? And it has all these great um, photos of you know the the room with all the barrels and the oh, vineyards nice. and all these things to put as your uh, your Zoom background. And so I did copy a couple. So I'm going to wait for my next you know afternoon serious meeting, and uh, maybe I'll throw that up there just to kind of change the mood and have a conversation starter. So I know kind of lame, and again I'm no I'm, no I'm, no no I can't uh, ding you for that one. 
No, okay. no judgments here. Okay. All right. All right. So, so we'll we'll pass the torch over to uh, to Colin to find out really what this means because I'm I'm still interested. No. So it's it's all by interpretation. Um, I chose, um, I chose first of all. I am I am decanting mine because a top one percent wine should not be drunk straight out of the bottle, Scott. That'll give you shit for. Um, so this has been decanting for a couple hours to get some aeration in it. Um, um, and I am drinking a Chateau Cherubin Grand Cru from Saint-Emilion in Bordeaux. Um, the history behind this wine is one of the longtime winemakers at Mouton Rothschild decided he wanted to go out and start his own thing. And he did. And he paired with a couple of people who have been in business, working in, in business in France, um, at luxury brands, actually. And they started this um, winery in Santa Mignon, and um, it is a 2007, so it was begging to get drunk. <laughs> um, and I needed, you know, a little, Melissa twisted my arm just a little bit, <laughs> you know, in this category. Um, so, no, it, it is fantastic. It is super, super dry, um, like a good 2007. It's mostly secondary flavors, um, little, you know, leathery, little, little bit of oak, not too heavy on the oak, which, which I like with that, actually. Um, the tiny hint of pepper, very dry. I don't know if I said that right. I don't know, but for, for, the, for um, the audience, he's, Colin's drinking it as he's describing. Of course, it. that's what that. Oh, yeah. that's good. Um, that's, yeah. Why is it? Why is it a one percent? Not not a lot of fruit flavor. It's a one percent just because it's, um, you know, it's 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 consistently consistently well rated. 2000, 2007 was a great year in Bordeaux. Um, it has aged really well. Uh, to be honest, I was I was worried about this when I have another bottle. I'm going to let it sit for another five years or so because it could use a little bit more aging. Even there's still hint, there's some still hints of fruit in there, but it's not fruit forward. It could get even you can get even more op more opaque. You know, one of the things you always do is you pull the glass up against the sheet of white paper and you look through it, and the more transparent it is and the less red in it tells gives you a rough indication of the of the aging process on it and so this still is a little you know on the there's more red than 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 tawny or or you know that port color um so it's um it, it can use age a little more but i'm really i'm really happy with it and i love something Mignon. um i think it's just a really interesting fun town um you know hey it's it's in bordeaux but it's got that great history and um you know lots of vineyards around it and it, um have i talked about something in here before I, I no. think you've talked to me about it before because, um, because every time I hear it, I love it. So, um, so please so share. So Santa Mignon is a town in Bordeaux. Uh, and by the way, so if folks don't know, um, Bordeaux blends are traditionally Cab Sauv, Cab Franc, and Merlot. Sometimes you can use um, uh, some Petit Verdot or Camillera in them, but it's really primarily a blend of one of those three. Those are the only three that are allowed. And it depends on, on the region. They do different proportions of them generally and sometimes based on the vineyard, but yeah. Um, North of the river, it's more Merlot, I believe, and south of the river, it's more um, uh, Cap Sauve, um, but, you know, and then with the Cap Franc as a blending. But um, something Mignon is on this limestone hill. It's at the top of the limestone hill, um, and the town was founded because Santa Mignon, Saint Emilion, was um, this guy who was a hermit in the Middle Ages, and he dug a hole into the limestone and lived there to become a hermit for God. And, um, and so they built this town around him. Um, and it happens because of the limestone, it also has great um, uh, viticulture capabilities as well. So, yeah. That's really All right, cool. Melissa, how are you going to follow that? 
Um, I'm gonna follow it with with something that that might be a little predictable for me. I went with the Darius Caravan. Um, it's also an Napa Valley wine. It's two, 2016, and it's that Bordeaux blend that you were just talking about the the Capso of uh, Cab Franc and Merlot, and it's delightful. So it's it's fruity but dry, and a little bit of oak, but but very very heavy. He's still young. Um, I opened it, but what I love about this is this is forty dollars a bottle, like, <laughs> and it's rated in the top one percent of Napa oh, nice. wines, regardless, <laughs> and it's forty a bottle, so it's like amazing in both worlds. That's a tremendous value. That's really good. Mhm. I love it. This is one of the ones that I cradle, and I'm like, don't come near my wine. <laughs> Did you have it in inventory or did you have to go and uh, pick it up for tonight? I picked it up and this is the first time I've had this one. I've had others from Dariush and I love them. But um, but I got this one because the one I was going to get was out. Um, but I would definitely do this over and over and over again. Well, when I went to the uh, the wine place, I asked, I went to the, I, I unfortunately went to the, the person at the, at the cash register. I said, excuse me. Where do you keep the 1% wines? Because I figured, okay, maybe they'll know. <laughs> and she looked at me like I had six heads. She's like, 1%? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Apparently, there's this thing. It's 1%, and I'm not quite sure of what it is, but I'm told that that's what I'm expected to, to get. We totally defined it on the last show. You could have just texted. <laughs> so even better. So she pages one of the one of the stockroom people to come out. So it's... <laughs> It comes out, and he was probably barely even drinking age. And she asked him, "Do we have any one percent wine?" And he's like, "One percent? Is that the the name on the bottle?" I mean, totally befuddled. And it was like, "Okay, never mind. I'll uh, I'll figure it out. Thank you very much. Sorry to be such a bother." Right? So, so Scott, I have interesting feedback from you um, from last week. Oh, um, you were drinking the Prisoner, correct? Yes, yes. So uh, I have, 19, I, 19 crimes. Yep. 19 crimes. 19 crimes. Yeah. Um, 70 crimes. Not the person. 19 crimes. Um, I have a friend who who drinks that wine, apparently. He is a big fan of it. And he's like, I never looked at the corks. Mm-hmm. I snapped like, you a same. picture of the right I know. I said, yes, yes. Yeah. What, what was your crime? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. I think it was it was something pretty pedestrian. I think it was um, just, I think, larceny. I think I still have it. I'd have to go and check what it was. But it was it was one of the 19. But, yeah. Kind of cool. It's like a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Only better. Yeah, I never checked the the corks either, so so that was a, a lesson for me as well. Now I always look. <laughs> we are, we are we are nothing but informative because here we are. We're on we're on episode nine, right? So yes. next episode will be ten. So that means that we have more episodes than the uh, the Star Wars saga. Very is, true. Woo! Very true. Yes. So, so that's a that's that's a kind of a big thing, right? You know. Well, speaking of big things, we also have a tech topic this week: um, we social responsibility. Um, Scott, since we started with you on the wine, why don't you start on on your social responsibility um, tech? Uh, I don't have a good one, so we'll start with Colin because I <laughs> didn't even I was too worried about the one percent on the wine, so I didn't really get a good. Um, oh my goodness, social, Scott! <laughs> social responsibility. All right, I so I will. No, no, no. no, no. Well, I, go ahead, Colin. You, you go. go. You can follow. I, there was a there was someone we all know, or at least Scott knows, who um, who I went to grad school with. 
um, who worked at EMC and is actually the reason I was at EMC, recruited me there. Um, and, um, and, you know, in, in our MBA class, there, you know, there was always a grade for class participation. And so his strategy was, if he hadn't had a chance to do the reading that week, he would just raise his hand and agree with somebody else and pile on someone else's comment. Mm. <laughs> so, so you, you can, you can follow that. Yeah. That's a good strategy. All yeah. right. Um, Okay, but um, so so for me, I'm I'm so first of all, I'm freaking livid at Facebook, um, you know, and I'm and you know, if you folks haven't seen the boycott Facebook stuff is kicking up right now, and it's about freaking time, um, you know, I never thought Facebook was you know big on social responsibility, and obviously you know they've kowtowed to a bunch of extremist views in the past, but what sort of set me off about this, and even before we picked it, even after we picked this topic, most of us, so I was like, I had something else planned. That'll be my second one. Apparently, Facebook has carved out an, ex, an exemption for, you know, they, they, had, they now have this fact-based analysis where they'll, they'll flag something if it's not truth. Mm-hmm. That's great, except if you're a climate change denier. There's an ex- there's an exemption for that where the fact team no longer does that. So like, if you if you have any any doubts that facebook is partially building its business model on encouraging right-wing extremist thoughts you should be disavowed of that because like that's you know how can you say you're going to be you know you're going to have fact checking and flag things that are inaccurate unless they're on climate change next thing you know being vaccine de- de- deniers etc it's just it's just ridiculous in my mind and i think you know we really do, you know, tech does have responsibility and people who work in tech have responsibility to, to, you know, not just, not just develop the technology, but to advocate for good and appropriate use of it. Right. And yes. just because, um, and you know, the other, the other Facebook thing I thought, you know, and I'll actually give them some credit for this. I don't know if folks saw this. This is sort of what I was originally thinking of um, was a couple weeks ago, a story came out that um, they had a, on-prem solution um i can't remember what it was called it was an on-prem messaging solution where you could message within your environment yeah yeah the facebook uh i forget what it's called but it's it's for corporate basically yeah it's like it's like a facebook intranet facebook powered intranet stuff yeah and they were and they were demoing this as part of the demo they were saying oh you know and if you don't want your employees talking about unions you can filter that out and block that yep um (laughs) and in that case, I think it was just some idiot product manager. I don't think it was a corporate decision. I just think it was some idiot product manager doing the pitch yeah. um, and thought this would be appropriate. Um, but that's sort of what started me thinking about this topic is that, you know, we should never, you know, we should, you know, yes, we can have these tools. And actually, and, and I'll just give you, you know, another random example, um, which is, and I'm impred- incredibly proud of um, that, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't just make all the data available and act on. We need to think about how this data is going to be used. And as as a response to some of the Black Lives Matter um, posts, a lot of the online dating apps have removed ethnicity as a searchable filter. Wow. That's and so that's cool. the right type of thing to do. That's how tech can be progressive and, and actually thinks that, you know, that you can no, no longer only filter for whites only. You might, you might have to flip by, you know, a couple people of color, you know, and God forbid you might be attracted to them and, you know, and swipe the other direction on them. Right. Um, so anyway, this is my, my random rant about technology and I'm going to keep going on this, but I really do think, um, you know, as we go forward, we really need to think about what the appropriate uses of our technology. And just because we, can do something should we actually build it and what the impact on society is going to be 
Yeah, and, and to that point, a lot of people kind of stepped back from facial recognition technology, right? And and said, look, we're not doing this or at least providing it anymore until until someone comes up with some laws to help to help make sure it's used for the appropriate causes and, and purposes, I guess. Um, so yeah, IBM, so yeah. IBM, IBM said they're stopping developing. A couple of people put pauses on it, right? Yeah, yeah. IBM said they were stopping altogether, which is just unbelievable to me. But wow. And then, but, um, but do you believe? Then, do you yeah. believe that? Do you believe? Do you believe that that was there was a social reason for it? Or do you believe it was a business reason? Um, based on what they said, it was a social reason. Um, okay. but I could I could see it being both. Right. I could see it being both. Um, these these facial recognition things have been kind of rough for a while, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of kind of kind of previews of of technology for for identifying different people, and in the kind of AI discussions that I kind of idly follow, follow, and it's been like, well, it's easy to make a mistake, and it's it's still super immature. So it could be it could be that it could just be that hey, since it's easy to make a mistake, maybe we don't want to put it in the hands of people who would assume that it's stronger than it is, right? Right. Um. I, I don't have the answer there, but but I did well, think it was cool to see that it, it was a part of the discussion that um, until we can be responsible with this, we're not going to do it. Yeah, it's almost like a like a Netflix documentary where you know the the you know the making of a killer or somebody that's you know been in jail, the Justice Files or whatever, Oof. they've been in prison for you know thirty years, and the only reason why they're in there is because there was one eyewitness. And the one eyewitness got up on the stand and said, that was the person right there. I'm pointing right at him. And they get convicted on that. And then come to find out that, you know, the, the science behind, um, you know, that witness is, is shaky at best. And, and in many cases, you need other things that back that up. So I don't, I, w I don't agree that you should dismiss it just, you know, full on, this is a bad thing. But I agree with, with you in the sense that it could be used in, in, bad ways or, or decisions could be made um, for the wrong reasons based on it, right? But there are there are good things, right? I think I've told the Disney story where, you know, we, we walked into Disney and you come in and you're looking around and, you know, I didn't notice a lot of security, but I noticed a lot of cameras. So that made sense to me. It was like, okay, so there's some, you know, some cool app running that is doing some recognition and they're following me around the park. And I, and I kind of got that and I expected that, but I thought that they were just doing kind of surveillance so that they would have video of whatever I did. So if something happened, um, but when I went on, we went on one of the rides um, as we were coming off of the ride. So I have the app on my phone and uh, as we're coming off of the rides and walking past, you know, the little area there where they have the TV monitors and they have the picture of you on the roller coaster and they try to sell it to you. Um, you know, there's a line there. It's like, okay, I'm not interested. We're not going to get the picture. We walk right by it. But within a couple seconds later, I get an alert on my on my app saying, oh, here's the picture of you on the ride uh, for, you know, 20 bucks. Hit this button right here. You can download the photo and you can post this to all your social media stuff right now so everybody could see, you know, you're in, you're in, um, you're in Disney. Not, well, 
I should say an amusement park. We'll edit that out. But it was a good example of, of you know, normally I, you know, you would never even take the time to do something like that because what are you going to do with an 8x10 glossy? you got to walk around the park with this thing for the rest of the day. It's kind of almost useless to get it in that way. Mm-hmm. But to have them be able to get you at that right time yep. where you're just coming off and you can just hit a button, you don't even have to enter any of the payment information. They've already got it. You just hit that one button and then, boom, there you have that, that image. Now, truth be told, I didn't pay for the image. I just did a screenshot. <laughs> so it's not a very high res. And I actually use that story in some of my, uh, some of my, my presentations. So when I, we talk about um, some, of, uh, some of the things happening as far as uh, uh, analytics and, and information processing, moving out of big data centers and happening more uh, in edge environments, it's a great, great example of that shift in, in Again, you can't take the stuff, send it back, wait a day, and send it out because I'm likely to not hit the button to pay for it. But if I'm, like, still wet from the ride, right, from getting yeah. splashed or whatever, it's like, that was cool. Yeah. Totally well, and if it's easy, if it's a click and it's go and you've got it, and, yeah. Exactly. Because, again, you're going to want it in your in your in in a digital format anyway. So, this, yeah, the printout is sort of stupid. Um, by the way, you know who makes that shit? Who? <laughs> really? Colin yep. makes it. Well, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for yeah, those of you yeah. who aren't watching our Zoom call, no, Colin makes yes. it. We are, yeah. we are we and we announced la- we were selected last year as the official technology provider for Disney Park experiences. Oh, so really? We do, we, we do that. We do all the um, uh, we do all the recognition on you know on the, on the rides to see if bolts are wearing down, queue queue management, etc. Um, yeah, so we announced this at our user conference back in in October. Um, and you know we had uh, the vice president of parks from Disney come out, and we had a special guest at the end come out. And the special guest was Mickey Mouse to announce this. Um, <laughs> I actually had to sit in meetings about how Mickey Mouse is going to appear, and we had to rebuild the steps to the back of the stage because his big ass feet wouldn't fit up in those normally typically narrow oh, steps. <laughs> so anyhow, um, yeah. So there was a whole there's a whole procedure on that, but yeah. But I totally get. It. I mean, and, you know, there are. I'm not saying there are bad uses for it, but you need to think about how to do it, and not just put it out there in the wild and, you know, oh, you know, we're agnostic. We just make the technology. We have no implications in our guns, right? right. At, at that point, you know better than an arms manufacturer, right? You know, oh, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people, right? You know, you know, the technology doesn't doesn't abuse people's human rights. People do, right? You know, etc. Yeah, so be cautious now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sorry. It's 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 a relevant topic. It's it's uh, obviously important enough for us to be talking about. Um so with that, other other social responsibility things, I guess I'll, I'll go next. I I kind of took it a different direction in that I was thinking more about things I use to try to help. So um so I was I was introduced to this tool um thing called Watsi, it's W-A-T-S-I, um, which allows you to pay for all or part of someone's medical bills anywhere in the world. So so you can kind of read their story and decide, um, decide if that's who you want to donate to. And there's millions of stories out there, but it's beautiful. And, um, and I, I was introduced to it by a gift card from, um, from my boss at the time, Armand, who and and I went on. It was it was like the most beautiful emotional night of my life. <laughs> like going through these things as as someone who who kind of came from a background where 
getting the wrong kind of cold or illness was essentially a death sentence because most of us couldn't afford the meds, right? Or, or surgery or anything like that. So, so being in a position where I, I could help somebody else that's in that position and, and donate money to that cause was, was really kind of powerful at the time. So I thought, so, so that's definitely one I kind of gravitated towards, um, over the past few years. No, I totally get that. I'm also I'm also uh, a big fan of, of crowdfunding, which is you know basically what you're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Concept. It's the yeah. same concept, but it's 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 a specific use case of it. Um, yeah. Does it get to be abused every now and then? Yeah. But I think you know the fact that you know everybody can can chip in a little bit. You know, I can give five, ten bucks, and if if enough people do that, it actually helps somebody. I think that's really important, and that's something that only technology could you know allow you to do on, on that broad scale, right? You know. You know, you couldn't have asked, you know, all of your friends to give you 10 bucks for, for a medical bill. Uh, but now you can ask, you know, your friends and a bunch of strangers and, you know, people will skip their Starbucks for a day or two and, and contribute. See, yeah. here's the thing is it's not so that what I, my opinion of that is it's not about the money and the sacrifice of the 10 bucks. It's the fact that they've eliminated all of the friction to actually provide that $10, right? It's not like you have to write a check or you have to send cash or you even have to enter a credit card number. Right. They it's, don't even have to know your name. Yeah, it's 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 one click. Right. And mm -hmm. it's done. And I think that's that's the the enabler for for the technology is it's not to me, it's not the amount of people that you can access. It's just the fact that, hey, it's it's a couple seconds. You hit the button, you, you pull the right emotion and you get somebody involved with the right story. And, you know, whether it's, you know, 10,000 people or 10 million people. You know, the fact that it's just hitting that button and being able to complete that transaction, that's, to me, the, the enabler of the technology. Yeah. The, the other one that I, I think is a really interesting turnabout of this, and I really need to do more of it, are sort of these micro loans for, for you know, small individual businesses, particularly in developing countries, where you can just give, you know, 10 bucks to let, have, help a woman start up a weaving business or, you know, a, a guy start up a water delivery business in Africa and things like that. So yep. those I need to get more on. I keep, I keep, I see those periodically. I'm like, damn, I need to, so if there's an app for that, somebody send it to me because I will totally chip into that. I think it's yeah. called there, Yelp. There's a, there's a business opportunity <laughs> for that, yeah. No. I think it's called Yelp. Yeah. Maybe not. Yelp's not I, on, quite on the, the same. <laughs> on the flip side, on the flip side, I am totally over. Um, oh damn, brain. Um, the one where you could fund um, new Kickstarter. people. Kickstarter. 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 I'm totally over Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter has become nothing but a marketing vehicle now. It really, it really isn't helping from my, at least from what I see on it now. Kickstart anything. It's really okay. We've got an idea. We've already invested in it. It's, it's a, it's a marketing launch platform. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've I've kind of been turned off by Kickstarter. Yeah. I, I I funded four or five or six projects early, and it's yeah. it's either been um, lessons in watching people become abysmal failures, mm -hmm. like good marketers that just have a concept and have no idea how to execute, yeah. or um, people who have already done the execution and just want a platform to market their yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with funding a failure. You know, it's a, I I do my reasonable due diligence, and I can sort of read, um, um, you know, whether they think they're going to be moderately successful or what challenges they're going to have. You know, and I can say, oh, they're going to have some manufacturing challenges, et cetera, or they're going to have some distribution challenges. Um, but you know, I I funded something, um, and you know, it, the product was nice, great. I used it for for a bit, and they came back with me. We're doing round two of it. 
and it was back on Kickstarter. I was like, you already started it. Like, you know, it's already you know, kickstarted. Yeah. Send you, send an email out to, yeah, it's already been kickstarted. This is keeping going, kicking the can down the road. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I am, I am off kickstarted and the other one that that's the similar that I'm done with those. I just can't, I, 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 every now and then I'll get some notice and I'll flip through and I can't find anything that's really worth investing in. Cause I actually do. It's not just about me getting something. I want to help a business get started. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't think there's anything worthy on those anymore. Yeah, it's it's nice to help somebody with that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, especially mm-hmm. when you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're using it or not right now is mm-hmm. a different story, but but it, it feels good to help to help somebody in that category. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's a good idea, right? That's the hard part. Yeah. Is, you yeah. Know, it's not the whole just you know funding of it. It's like, well, what is the idea? And you know, product management one hundred and one always comes down to you know what problem are you trying to solve. And if I can't, I can't understand what that problem is or see where, where the value in that particular solution is, it's always hard to kind of get your, your head around it, right? So even, even simple things, you know, can, can, um, can be... I am not peeing. Melissa's pouring wine, if you can hear that in the background. <laughs> yeah, I should have muted. <laughs> no, it's all good. But then I'm like, ah, it might make a good audio track. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> yeah. I'm more than halfway done, I'll admit. This is spectacular stuff. Yeah. No, if I couldn't find a good one, I was going to go with a Ducker and Scott. So don't don't be. I so I was surprised because we matched the other time, and I was like, I because I, I knew I knew you were uh, you, yeah. you you know you were part of the club. Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought there was a reasonably good chance that you would uh, you would get this because we've had this uh, the three of us we've had this many mm-hmm. times. Oh yeah. Uh, together, it's so this is the EMC special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not familiar with that organization. It no longer exists. That's a Wikipedia yeah. reference now. Yeah, 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 it is. But still. But speaking of, by the way, let's just, we'll get a little more whining here. The other, thing, you know what? I, I'm a big fan of. If you, if you like Duckhorn, mm-hmm. ha- have you tried Paradox? No. Paradox. No. Yes. Paradox is their offshoot vineyard. <gasps> okay. Spelled P-A-R-A-D-U-X-X. Okay. Oh. And the label has two ducks on it. Paradox, get it? Paradox. Ah. <laughs> so as a marketer, I appreciate that. Um, um, but um, it's um, it's sort of their experimental going off of the Bordeaux. Yeah, we're also drinking some more Bordeaux varieties. So letting them do some other exploratory things. Um, it's it's in Yountville, still in the valley, but um, in, in the Napa Valley. Um, but yeah, it's a ten-year-old winery, and it's really fun. I'm a big fan of it. So if you ever see Paradox, I highly recommend it as well. All right. Well, you cool. get to pick the wine for the next one. Yeah. Hosting, what so. are you gonna do? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't. Oh yeah. I don't know. So, wine for next time. We are going to do. And by the way, guys, we were just talking about this before the show, and I did not prepare. I forgot it was my turn. Yeah. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Um, and wine for next time. Let's do a wine you've never had. Okay. Ooh. Okay. okay. So new to you, right? New, new to, you. to you. New to you. And and, and let's and, and do it as best you can. Like it's a varietal you've never had. It's a country you've never had. You know, be, this is like go off and experiment and try something. You know, be bold, right? Okay. Okay, so I like that. that. I yep. cannot it'll, wait. Yep, that'll be fun. You just go in and find something that you like and tell us why it attracted you, and then we'll do, we'll dissect it. Um, and on the tech front, I, I really like today's tech topic. I thought social media was really good. Um, I think we should look at, hmm, 
Let's do kitchen technology. Kitchen technology. Kitchen technology. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Yes. Take take it away from some of the high tech and mobile shit we normally do. Let's bring it back down to the to the roots. You know what what kitchen technology do you like? What kitchen technology do you hate? Yeah. I cannot wait to tell you about channel your inner Alton Brown. Right. Yes, yeah. my singing yes. kitchen bot. I yes. can't wait. Like <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to go buy some new kitchen electronics. Apparently, and then I'm... <laughs> I have this really cool toaster. It's got a bagel setting. <laughs> Scott's favorite kitchen appliance is his phone, so he can order food. No, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. That's actually a funny, a funny story. Um, that was, um, that's, that's how my uncle refers to my aunt. <laughs> <He doesn't> <laughs> <laughs> I copied that line. <laughs> but when you when you live in New York City, yeah, it's you can get a lot with just the phone. Yeah. Are you doing yeah. shtick over there? Is that what this is? No, I'm not doing shtick. It's just a funny one. <laughs> I also I also followed that strategy when I was playing. Um, uh, the Sims too. When I built my first house and I spent all my money, I realized I didn't have enough money to out for the kitchen. I just put a phone in there and let them order food for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. That is funny. That is funny. So what do you guys have on tap for, uh, for the week? I know, uh, it's, it's, a uh, it's a little bumpy over here. Kind of quiet. Same, I think with Colin, but Colin has, some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. so... I, I'm going to try and recover and catch up on my sleep. Um, that's this week. Um, and then yeah, this week is going to be mellow week um, because I don't know, Scott, to your point, I had a interesting weekend. Um, yes. I had any, a... any, any, any uh, major decisions made this weekend? Permanent. <laughs> Let's say any permanent decisions made yeah. this weekend. I got a very large tattoo on um, a quarter sleeve and a chest piece done on Saturday. Um, and actually, I haven't told you guys the, the full story, so we'll take. We got a few minutes left. Sure. So um, this is the first tattoo. A, it's my first large piece of ink. I, you know, I have several pieces of ink, and Melissa and I have gotten ink together. And actually, you were witnessing that too, Scott. But um, this is my fifth, and it was my. It's my largest piece. It's my only, only real significant piece. It's multicolored. So it was sort of like this is sort of my go big tattoo moment. And the other thing was, I knew it's the, like, and it's like, it's like twenty percent of your body. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, but I, I went into it like all the other ones. I knew exactly what I wanted. I had an image. I said, "Give me this." Right. With this one, because it was so big, I knew the some of the elements I wanted to it. You know, I knew the high level requirements that I wanted in it. Product management one hundred and one. But I didn't know how to tie them together and stitch them together. So that's what I really wanted an artist for. So I drove two and a half hours to to, to this guy because he done a couple of friends of mine and I've seen his work and I raved them, raved about him. And I had sent him my concepts and my elements um, several times last uh, over the last couple of weeks. Get there at 9.30, the time he said, because he said, hey, I'm not finished the design. We'll work on, you know, 9.30, then we'll start, you know, 10.30, 11. The shop opens at 10. Get there, he's not there, running late. Gets there at 10, opens the door. I walk in, some other guy walks in. He turns around and says, which one of, which one of you am I doing today? And we both raise our hands. So he double booked. Luckily, the only guy was getting his girl's name on his chest, so that uh, with a little flower lily. So he's like, "That'll take an hour," and it did. But take an hour. Just... Take 
and it probably take less than that to remove it in six <laughs> months. But but it took him it took him like an hour to get set up, so he didn't start until then. This got to eleven, didn't finish until noon. Then he sat down and he actually was starting to like map mine out, and so in the interest of time, he just did my elements and didn't show me any of the other stuff that he was doing that I really wanted him for. And so it was a huge leap of faith. So all the hexagons that you guys see, that's what I gave him, you know, in, I hadn't given him placement. So we worked on that for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. And then the rest was, he just freestyled as he went. Um, and so, so that's all free. So all that detail in between the, is uh, all freestyle. The yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that I chose him because he was a great artist to do that. But like, it was so nerve wracking, not knowing what it was going to look like when he started that first, you know, put that first needle down. It was like, it was like freaky. So um, I'm, I'm totally, I almost walked out, but I'm totally excited I did it. So, Yay. but I'm, I need to recover from that because it was a long weekend, got back late, three hour drive back. We le I left the shop at 10 PM, um, three hour drive, got home at 1 AM. And then of course I'm trying to sleep with 20% of my body covered in, in wounds. Um, and so, yeah, so I need to, just need to recover from that. But weekend after that is my birthday and I have a Yay. big week planned going skydiving and going to King's Island, hopefully, if Gartner will look all over, because they're just reopening amusement parks here, and there's a brand new giga coaster at King's Island that I have to ride. So, yeah. Didn't you do that last year? Last year we did Cedar Point for my birthday, oh, for my birthday right, last year, right. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, you, which you didn't make and you bailed on it. Yeah. Uh, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's all good. We'll do. Yeah. We we, we got to pull something. We'll take the, we'll take that offline, but we have to yeah. we have to. Yeah, th this just worked out because like they literally are opening um, this weekend, and so it was just like you know I would have gone already had I had I um, had, had they been up earlier, but it's sort of just you know I didn't want to go the first week they open around the fourth, so I figured I'd wait one week. But yeah. Sounds. What fun. else? What do, yeah, Melissa? We know she's doing her her, her Japanese conference again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are you doing, you, Scott? Scott? Me, I'm just you know kind of doing sort of the normal stuff. Probably going to head up north. Uh, for the um, uh, for the Fourth of July, so things are opening up um, in in Maine. Um, so there's a I don't know if I'm going to do it this weekend, but I have to do it before the end of the year. So there's a place that I go to get a lobster roll. I think I've told the story where they had a double lobster roll, and I created the concept of having a triple, and then they added it to the menu, so it's a regular menu item, so people can order a triple, so it's a regular lobster roll with three times the meat. So that's not good enough for me. So I, I get the, uh, the the quadruple because I don't want to order anything that's on the menu. I got to get something. That... <laughs> so Special. they actually they that's well, extra. They actually... You have to get something that's extra, Scott. <laughs> well, so now so now they they've built a platform where they can figure out how to do that for any of the things that they sell, like you know, whatever they can they can you know add in an extra pound of this, an extra pound of that. So they have they 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 have a way to basically be able to price that. So when I was ordering and I got my quadruple, she said, just so you know, there was a guy in here last week and he got a he got a five X. So he got a five X. He's like, yeah, so you're not the top dog anymore. No. So I'd already had some <laughs> steam clams, so I couldn't I couldn't go above a five X. So I don't know if I'm going to do a, a, a six X or do an octo before the end of the year. But the uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down and you'll you'll see it in the uh, in the Snapchat. I don't know if it'll be this weekend. It depends on. What happens? But that's my mission by the end of the year is to have this insanely sick size, you know, hundred dollar plus lobster roll. And I won't eat it. It ends up just so you guys know those things that I send you, those huge pictures. I don't actually eat the whole thing. Everybody like piles in and we okay. kind of share it. So it's uh, it becomes a communal thing. But it's just fun to see, you know, the, especially people that are tourists when they're sitting there and they look and you know you got somebody that's carrying, you know, six pounds of 
you know, lobster meat. It's like, holy smoke. So, so that'll be my, <laughs> so, yeah. not jumping out of a plane, but yeah. that, that actually reminded me, this is my first tattoo that was completely designed on an iPad. So he, he took pictures of my body, took the art I supplied him. And he's like, how do you, how does it look here? And he moved it around. And yeah, so it was really, it was really cool. Like, it's amazing. Like what you could do with that. So it's good. So, so there was a tech so aspect to that as well. So I, yeah. And I know you asked him, where, where'd you get the software? Was it an app? Oh, totally. Oh, I was wondering, yeah, I was like, what's app you use? Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking over your shoulder to micromanage. Yeah. I'm looking over your shoulder to, to, to geek out here. Yep. I could Yay. totally see that. Yeah, so, yeah that was totally neat. All right. Cool. So we have episode nine in the bag. Nine and well, yes, we coming do. up to the end of nine. So yep, again, yep. more. So we, we've, we've we've done we've we've surpassed or or, or matched um, Star Wars. Now we got to go for Star Trek. Yes. Now how many? Star but Trek. we we so we kind of ruined this a little bit. How many episode? How many? How many Star Treks were there? I don't know. I'm not talking Movie, about like movies. It, yeah. It depends on if you're talking movies or if you're talking the original series or if you're talking about all time. Like, there's a big well, range. Mo- in the movies Star is Trek the smallest universe. number. Movies is yes. the smallest number. So let's go for that as as minimum goal. Um, Do we know what that number is? So there were. See, we all know that there were nine Star Wars. We there were seven know. original Star Trek movies, I believe. And at least there, one more. And then there, no, how many next gen movies were there? And then there were the two reboots, right? That's you know if we only had we had a machine that we could ask questions to exactly if only <laughs> all right we don't have to we, we don't do. have to look that up. all right so we have we have the wine selection and we have the technology selection 12 12 by the way 12 okay uh, and then, yes yeah all right well look at that yeah that would make sense seven three and two right yeah yeah exactly. we now have a new goal that's not too bad. That's achievable. That's achievable. That is that's, one, yeah, that, that's one more cycle. That's one more cycle. That's one yes. more cycle. One more rotation. Yeah, we're at yeah, the top yeah, of the rotation cool. again. So mm-hmm. here we are. Excellent. Cool. And next time it's wine you've never had before. Yep. And mm-hmm. Kitchen tech. Yep. Correct. Awesome. So yes. Thank you. Like thank that. you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Everybody have a uh, have a good week. Uh, Melissa, good luck with your uh, your Japanese. Maybe maybe the next podcast you can do in Japanese. You can get a translator. No, I'm not there. Okay. Well, peace out, everybody. Thank you for listening. That's my line. Peace out. <laughs> Sometimes that's